Welcome to the Home Loan NBA, the show that demystifies the home financing process for all, whether you are buying your first home or are a seasoned investor. This is for you. I am your host, Ivan Aragon. This podcast is for informational and illustrative purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation for a mortgage loan or any other service. It is not legal or financial advice, even though the host is a licensed mortgage loan originator. Welcome to the Home Loan MBA, where we demystify the home loan process. I am your host, Ivan Aragon, and in today's episode, uh, I get to have a good friend of mine uh, and great professional join us. Uh, We have with us here, Ralph Watkins, who is the broker owner of Watkins Real Estate uh, in Arizona. He's a native Arizonan and has been in business for over 30 years. Him and his wife, Michelle, are just a great top-notch team, and I can't say enough great things about them. They they serve all Arizonans' uh, real estate needs. Uh, and you know, they, they're just a, a great team. Uh, and so welcome Ralph. Thank you, Ivan. I appreciate you being on your show today. Well, today, uh, we get to discuss a little bit about, uh, the first time home buying process and specifically in today's show, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, putting together your team, your lender and your real estate agent and what that means. Uh, it's one of the most uh, overlooked aspects of purchasing your first home. Sometimes you think you just got to go find the property and that's it. Uh, but it is important to to gather your team to help you throughout this process. So are you ready, Ralph, to discuss this? Absolutely. All right. So let's go to let's go let's go through this. Uh, now, Ralph, you obviously we just I just mentioned that you have over thirty years of experience and you've been through you know thousands of transactions. Uh, and let's talk about lender selection. Uh, what to you is one of the most important things when people are selecting their lender, loan officer, and uh, in, in starting this process to see if they're going to be able to buy their first home? Well, the important thing is I, I get a lot of calls from people like, where do I start? <clears throat> and they want to search for a home. I said, no, we're not going to start with a home. We're going to start with a lender. The first thing is most imperative is the fact is they have to have trust. They have to know their lender and they have to have a working relationship with their lender. It's absolutely imperative because there are so many details, whether you're experienced or a first time home buyer, that a lender has to go through to kind of diagnose you financially to make sure that you're, you're worthy, uh, or worthy financially to be able to purchase a home. The last thing we want to happen to anybody is to have somebody get disappointed, to get their heart set on a home and then find that they don't qualify for certain reasons. That's why it's so important to have that working relationship so you have confidence in him, so he can, him or her, so you can talk to them and they can be honest with you and tell you the truth about your financial uh, platform. So how, how do you, in, in your point of view, how do you start that working relationship with that lender? It comes through these, these different channels. It can come through referrals, it can come through reviews, it can come off of searching on the internet, it can be a previous lender you've used, okay, or it can be off an ad or a sign, okay? But you have to start somewhere, and you, as you go, you'll learn the process and you'll educate yourself about what lenders do and what they don't do. The most serious mistake is made is by first-time home buyers is that the fact is they grab the first lender that'll pay attention to them, and uh, the first person we're talking about possibly giving them a home loan. And that's not always your first, it's not always the best choice. All right, Rob, so, you know, you discuss all these things, but how do the, 
in your point of view, how, do, how does the, how does somebody, you know, get to know a lender? Um, and from your experience, what questions should people be, be asking uh, from the lender? Well, it's like anything else. If you're going to purchase, he's going to be part of your team and he's a major portion of your team. You got to kick the tires. You got to drive, you got to drive the car a little bit. You ask him for his resume, <clears throat> ask him to get some experience, ask him what experience he's had. Build a personal relationship with him because you understand this guy's going to be digging deep into your financial situation and you don't want to be disclosing confident, you know, personal information to somebody that you don't trust. So you, you find that person by simply talking to them. And if they're too busy to talk to you or they send you over their, their, their in, input representative or uh, send you off to somebody else, that's not what you want. You want somebody you can build a rapport with, that you can pick up the phone, you can call, you can talk to day or night, and they're going to visit with you. So, uh, I mean, you mentioned right now that there's, you know, there's lenders that have different uh, departments and whatnot. Um, what, why is that important to you? Why is that I mean, important? I, yeah, coming from the real estate side and as you see lenders work, why is that important to you that, uh, you know, you don't get sent to the input representative, as you mentioned? Yeah, because it, you'll be confused. You don't have the experience and the knowledge to understand. And it gets difficult for me because as, as, as the broker or the realtor on their side, because the fact is I have to decipher through what they've said to you and who you've talked to and why you're there. Okay. It's not, it's, it's, it's very confusing. And the first time out of home buyer, you need to keep it simple. Okay. You need to be able to have that communication and you need to know where you're, who you're talking to and why you're speaking to them. That's absolutely important. So what are the, um, to you, as you as you see it, you mentioned you know they have to talk to you. Um, what are the things that that you think people should be bringing to the table when they have these conversations? What should they know already? When they should already look. There's things they should know. Okay, they should know about their credit history. Okay, they should know what the credit score, a hypothetical, what their credit score might be. If they're a 700 or a 500, they need to know that going in because they don't want to have a, a lender run a credit check on them. If, and take a hit on their credit if it's not necessarily needed, especially if they're not going to use that. There's things they should have. They should have their tax returns, two years tax returns. They should have the W-2. If they're self-employed, they should have some bank statements. They should have a checking account that they have access to where their money flows in or out. They should know if they're going to be doing the employment changes, how long they've been in the current employment. They need to know these, how much cash they have available. There are closing costs that are involved with purchasing homes outside of the, the 3.5 or 5% down payment. There's other costs that are incurred by purchasing homes. A lender will understand that and your realtor will understand, but these are things you need to know to be available to you. So when you're talking to a lender, you can give him a clear picture of what your financial situation looks like. And you can be in a situation that he can make a determination before he even does a credit check on you to know kind of ballpark. And you should have an idea of what you, a payment you should, you're looking for. If you're looking for a $2,000 house payment or $1,500, you should have that in your mind. Hey, I'd really like to stay somewhere in the $1,500 payment range. Those are the things you want to tell the lender up front. And the most important thing, you have to be able to be honest. If you're not honest about your financial picture, okay, and your credit history, okay, your lender is going to find it and it's going to just cause havoc throughout the entire process. You need to be honest and tell them up front what you look like from a, lender, from a financial side. 
That, that is definitely uh, gold right there. <laughs> People need to be uh, completely honest about the situation. Uh, it doesn't matter what your friend got, what your neighbor got, what your, uh, you know, uh, family member, your cousin, uh, what they did to get a home. Their situation is certainly different. And definitely in, in our episodes, we've talked about individuality and in, in the process. And so that is, a, that is certainly important for this process to be personalized. Now, as we're um, looking at this and bringing these uh, these issues, right? Uh, I, I definitely always ask those questions uh, of my clients. But um, is there anything that uh, to you, Ralph, uh, with all your user experience, that you see that, that people should avoid, maybe uh, when they're looking for a lender? Um, I, I have to say that the biggest thing I would probably avoid is a lender that is hasty. Okay. They're very hasty. He wants to get your get your information. He wants your phone number. He wants your social security. He wants to run a credit check on you. Somebody that's hasty. Okay, I I those I see those people get involved with those people, and once they start running credit checks on you and they have your financial picture, then they kind of really got a hold on you because you're scared to go someplace else because they might get you an approval and they'll they can tell you things that maybe are not completely accurate. About you can't go to another lender now. Okay, you need to stay with them. And everybody has problems and everybody wants business and everybody needs business. And everybody will do anything they can to maintain and hold on to business. Now, let's, uh, you know, we, we talked about this, this lender selection, right? And that's definitely just one piece of the process. And uh, you and I have worked together uh, as a team, um, you know, through different clients. Uh, and now it's the, how about the other piece of the process? Uh, there's real estate so agent selection. Uh, you know, obviously you're a broker, you have realtors under you, you have, uh, you know, you have many professionals that you've worked with, uh, in transactions. What about how you, how should people go about selecting their real estate agent? Well, I mean, it's like anything else, just like the same lender process, okay. That they possibly, some of they've worked with before use a referral okay from a friend okay or simply be able to have a, a a rapport with somebody that they've met through a lunch or a mutual association but the same thing applies okay you have to have faith and you have to have trust in that realtor that they're going to do the best and look after your interest okay it's very important that everybody understands that the fact is that realtor works for them okay that lender works for them okay Nobody else. They represent you as, as the buyer, and that buyer has the option to be able to make changes if necessary needed. But yet, we have to have your best interest in mind. And there's one thing is that I like to do is I love to see my clients be happy. I love to see them be, have, have success and be happy. Okay, That is very important to, to our team is that we know that you're happy and taken care of. Believe it or not, there's been times and opportunities that I have discouraged people from buying homes. I've told them I sh they should not buy that home, okay? And they haven't bought the home. And there's other reasons that, that there's things that I know that concern me about the house that I know they're not gonna be able to be paid for at a later date. And those things, I discourage them from buying the house, okay? And that's because I know they won't be happy they'll be coming back at a later date. So that's encouraging. So what, what about, uh, you mentioned there's all these factors that the realtor could tell you. Um, how would you say that uh, would 
a, a client or a prospective buyer, and, and you know, in this case, we're talking about first-time home buyer, somebody that's just going through the process for the first time, and it's for, for lack of a better term, it's like their biggest investment in their life uh, up to this point, um, and maybe the biggest financial transaction they've made. Uh, how would they assess um, the communication with you, or with the real estate agent in general? How would they? How would they find me? How, no, how would they find that if your uh, communication is is adequate? Oh, that, that's easy. They're comfortable. They 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 have comfort. If they have comfort in the relationship, if they feel that I'm waltzing on questions or or not answering things they ask, okay, and they they get that gut feeling that they're not comfortable. Those that's the time you back up and go look for somebody else because it, uh, I believe that uh, you. Know, First impressions are really important, okay? And one thing is that my wife and I both do is we take the time with our clients. We know them, we understand them, and they trust us to help them make the best decisions. They make their decisions. We just give them all the information. So what's one thing, uh, I think one thing that you mentioned here uh, in communication for both is that uh, both uh, your lender and your uh, real estate agent need to be accessible, right? Uh, that's kind of what you're mentioning here? Yes. Um, and to, to f define that for people. What does it mean for someone to be accessible in, 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 in our industry and as, a, as lenders and, and real estate agents? I have, a stand, I have a standing joke is what I say, is that I tell my lender, I say, if I'm working, you better be working. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact is that that usually is very important because it, I have to have a relationship with the lender, okay, or he has to have a complete understanding of who I am so we can get things we get things accomplished. But yet, it, I call my lenders at night, okay, at 7, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, I text them, and you know, I get responses back, okay? And it's very important that we, because not always do we have the answers or have questions for them, before five o'clock in the evening. That's why we have to be able to have access. And a lot of times, especially when you're buying a home, okay, you have to have what they call an LSR, which is a letter from the lender stating that you're credit worthy to be able to purchase that value of that home. And if we have that, if we don't have that in hand, and you see a home at seven o'clock at night you want to make an offer on, that lender better be available that I can call him, hey, you need to kick that LSR off to me right now because we're making an offer on this house. Because as a realtor, we do not accept offers, contracts from other agents unless they have that a letter of creditworthiness along with it. So it's absolutely imperative. That's why you, you can't call that. That happens on, the, on a deal-by-deal -deal basis. And especially, and as the recording of this show, we're in a, a very strong seller's market. And so you need to be more than pre-qualified. People need to uh, be able to trust the lender uh, that they're seeing on that pre-qualification letter, right? Yes. Uh, now, now, obviously, you, you and I have had those 10 p.m. conversations in the past. Uh, and later. But, <laughs> and later, too. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, and, that, and that's because people, uh, we understand that life happens, right? And not everybody works nine to five. Uh, and um, even if they work nine to five, people are going to be looking at homes at you know seven eight p.m. at night you know, when when they can. Yes. And so as we're as we look at this, 
uh, I wanted to bring something up here because it may seem that we're that we're just saying like, oh, you need to have a lender and realtor that that know each other already, and if they don't, it's going to be a disaster. And I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, actually, how Ralph and I met was because um, because of a, of, a, of a mutual client that had chosen me and then had chosen Ralph separately, uh, and that's how we ended up starting working together um, because of that person chose us. Uh, two different professionals, and uh, we realized that um, we were both professionals that could work together. Uh, so one of those selections is uh, selecting somebody that is really a, a, a professional, and it doesn't matter if they worked together in the past or not. Although it's nice if they have, uh, but it's, you know, people will stick to their lane. Uh, and speaking of sticking to their lane, uh, give me an example of that, Ralph. Uh, if, when someone's not truly a professional and sticking to their lane, uh, whether it's on the real real estate side or the lender side? Well, I, I'd like to say that everybody's honest and uh, everybody looks after everybody else, but that's not, didn't have everybody's back. I've had incidents in the past where I've, you know, I've had other uh, realtors step in, okay, uh, with other, why are you working with those people or for whatever reason, or why are you working with that lender or having lenders, you know, tell me the same thing. You know, tell my clients the same thing. I have a different realtor. You need to work with this realtor because I work with them consistently. That is absolutely a red, red flag. Okay? If you get somebody that is bad-mouthing or, or belittling someone else in the trade as a profession, okay? I absolutely do not do that, and I think that's very unprofessional. And those are things you need to look out for if they feel that, uh, or if they try to oversell you a resident. Let's just say that you know you qualify for $300,000. And you're comfortable with 300,000, but they show you houses that are 350, 360, well, because they know you might be able to qualify for that. It's not, it's not fair as the realtor to be able to treat you that way to try to upsell you on another home. Okay, I sell, I, I, I take my clients to homes that I think they can afford, and I think that they'll appreciate. There's nothing worse than getting someone buried in a loan in a home that they, you know, they can't afford. That's absolutely very. Correct, right? And there's a, what you can afford on paper and what you can really afford in real life. And for some people, that's, you know, maybe the, the paper is some, a much higher number, but in real life, it's, it's something smaller. Uh, and uh, whatever they told, tell us, that's what we, um, we should respect their wishes. Again, we're working for them, right, for the first time home buyers. Now, uh, when you're talking about um, different types of, uh, of choosing maybe uh, professionals. Uh, what are some of the things that you've seen that, um, that maybe real estate agents are telling um, lenders what to do where maybe they're, you know, they're out of scope and vice versa? Well, I think the they change lanes on it on you real hard, they go into the real estate field. I don't claim to be a lender. I don't claim to have all the keys and tools of how to be a lender. Or I'd be a lender, all right. So I, when it comes to lending, I can give them ballpark ranges of what the current interest rates are, what they might need for a down payment, what their closing costs approximately might be. But I don't cross that that bridge, okay, into anybody's territory, especially on the lending side with Ivan. I don't question what the, what that what that loan costs. Okay, I don't question anything like that. And the same token is that I would appreciate it if real the lenders don't do that to me. I've had lenders in the past that have done that try to be real estate professionals, okay, and try to give direction to my buyers about 
about houses or which or neighborhoods or things like that. And we as a realtor, we have guidelines, we have laws that regulate us of what we can, we cannot tell you okay, and how we can direct you. And, but we do everything in our power to give you all the information, we give you the tools so you can be successful. And that's what I expect from my lenders. The lenders that I work with is that they're working for one thing, to close your home. Uh, definitely, as we, uh, as you as a first-time home buyer, or if you're talking to somebody that's a first-time home buyer, for any of our listeners, uh, take a real uh, deep look as to who you're working with and ask those questions, ask about the resume, ask about their experience, and ask about what their, uh, their work ethic is, right? Uh, if, you're, if you work nine to seven every day, and you know, you, that lender's only gonna work 10 to five, <laughs> then you're never going to be able to get a hold of them. If, even if that realtor decides to work 10 to 5 as well, you're never going to be, get a hold of them. Uh, you need somebody that's going to be able to, to work with you. Uh, and that is an individual conversation and be able to have that fit with that person uh, and, and be able to get to know those, those, those people. Because at the end of the day, some of these transactions and some of, the, some of this uh, work in real estate could take us uh, you know, two, three months. Right or in some cases, uh, as Ralph and I have worked, uh, it, it could take you know four or five months because somebody is looking for the right property and you want somebody that's going to be in your corner. And so, um, again, Ralph, thank you for being on this episode. Uh, any parting words and regarding to these relationships that you build? No, not at this point in time. I say come to Arizona. It's a beautiful state. Would love to have you. And uh, look at Watkins Real Estate. Look at Ralph Watkins. You can text me. I promise you, I'll answer my text. <laughs> there you go. And he'll do it at 10 p.m. at night, too. <laughs> we'll later. Uh, all right. Thank you, Ralph. And um, we'll see you soon. Thank you, Ivan. Appreciate it. Bye-bye now. The opinions given here are of the respective host and guests. They are general in nature and do not constitute specific advice. The host, Ivan Aragon, is an employee of P1 Home Loans, NMLS 1857499 which has a mortgage broker license in Arizona of 1002194 and a California Finance Lenders Law license of 60DBO117389. The host, Ivan Aragon, is a licensed loan originator in the state of Arizona with NMLS ID 1468842 and an originator license of 1003203 and additionally has his California DBO and MLO license number CA-DBO1468842.